You're now listening to the Limerick Post News Roundup. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt, and this is where we bring you the week's news in bite-sized portions. And on page one of this week's Limerick Post newspaper, David Raleigh asks, is Limerick heading for a local lockdown? The City Hurling Club has been trying to curb panic among its rank and file after the club went into lockdown when a player tested positive for the deadly coronavirus. The Clahan GAA player, who showed no symptoms, only discovered he had the virus after undergoing a precautionary test while attending hospital for an injury he suffered during a match last weekend. Secretary of Clahan GAA Jerry Hayes told the Limerick Post the club had traced the case back to a local rugby club, which he did not identify. Everybody is worried, he said. It's all a panic. It's all a panic, Mr Hayes said. Our concerned case was caught because he got injured and went to hospital. He was asymptomatic, yes, he added. More of the club's players are undergoing tests for the virus, which has killed more than 1,700 people and left more than 3,000 in hospital. Clahan decided to suspend all club activities indefinitely. Shannon RFC confirmed it was awaiting a test result for one of its players and that five more players had tested negative in recent days. The club has also postponed an underage summer camp which was being run by its senior players as a precaution. Old Crescent RFC has confirmed one of its tag rugby players had the virus and postponed all matches until further notice. Meanwhile, Cratlow GAA club located 12 kilometres from Limerick has also gone into lockdown after six players tested positive for coronavirus. And you can read more on page one of this week's Limerick Post newspaper and on page three. And on page four of this week's Limerick Post newspaper, Bernie English writes, Crunch time talks for Shannon Heritage jobs. Intensive talks are to go ahead over the next few days to try to secure a continued opening for Shannon Heritage tourism sites, King John's Castle and Bunratty Castle and Folk Park. The sites provide more than 300 jobs in peak season and are worth €20 million Euro per annum in spin-offs to the local economy. But while they were able to reopen after lockdown restrictions were lifted, they are due to close again on August 31. Limerick Fine Gael TD Kieran O'Donnell has welcomed the continued commitment from government to look at maintaining the opening of Shannon Heritage sites beyond August 31 describing the plan to close them early as very short-sighted. These are a vital component of the tourism offering in the Midwest. The Shannon Group have indicated in a submission to government that the total funding cost of keeping the sites open from 31st of August to year's end is €3.9 million. However, I believe that we should also be looking at the incremental cost of keeping the sites open beyond August, he said. And you can read that story in full on page 4 of this week's Limerick Post newspaper. And on page 6 of this week's Limerick Post newspaper, Bernie English writes for about new high-end jobs for Shannon. Up to 100 jobs are estimated to be created by a new medical company which has announced it is to set up in the Shannon Free Zone. Shannon Group has welcomed the announcement by Mayoregy TX Holdings PLC, a vertically integrated clinical stage gene therapy company, of their decision to locate multi-million euro facilities here. No official announcement has been made in relation to the job numbers, but sources suggest that it will bring as many as 100 high-end jobs. The new leading-edge facilities are currently under construction and are being developed by Shannon Group subsidiary company, Shannon Commercial Properties. They will comprise of 94,000 square foot in two separate buildings designed to meet global regulatory requirements including the CGMP required by the US Food and Drug Administration FDA. And you can read that story in full on page six of this week's Limerick Post newspaper. And in this week's We Are Limerick podcast we caught up with Nell Stritch from Press Flowers by Nell to chat about her work and her studio. Do you take into account the composition and everything in these frames and is that something that came naturally to you? Yeah I think so like I always 
loved art and um, even drawing and, and paintings um, and I suppose I, I don't know people always say to me how do you know you know where to put the flowers but I just kind of know when I start it's like I just know where to put them I, I start if to it feels it. good to you it's probably going to feel good to the person yeah exactly yeah. yeah and tell me about the process because uh, I'd imagine it takes more than a couple of hours Oh, definitely. <laughs> a few days. <laughs> most people just see the end products. No, exactly. Nobody sits through the process with you. you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, there, there is, a, you know, a fair bit of work in um, each piece, but it's enjoyable work. You know, it, it's lovely. Like when I get, we'll say, a bouquet from a customer, I completely take it apart, like every petal off each flower, and I press them all individually. So it's it's quite um therapeutic actually it's very relaxing, um and then yeah I press each one individually and I would check on check on them maybe every three or four days for the first two weeks, and then I kind of space it out then and I just maybe would check on them once a week for the last month, um maybe a bit more in between um and then I take them out of the press and then I decide if it's a piece that for myself that you know I'll have for sale then I decide the colour background and the colour frame and if it's for a customer then they decide you know they come in and, and we go through all the different colours and they pick the the mount board and the frame and in terms of like a design and composition when you're taking apart someone's flowers are you thinking oh, this would look lovely like this or is there an image in your head or does it just uh, happen when you're starting to lay them out yeah it just happens when I'm starting to lay them out I think yeah like I suppose when I meet um, you know the the customer dropping it off, then I just kind of get a vibe off them, you know, for what they like, you know, be it if they compliment something on the wall or if they say, oh, I saw this on your website and I liked that. I suppose in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, they liked that one, so maybe <laughs> do it similar to that. <laughs> and then with with your background as a florist, do you think um you have a better appreciation for the flowers or? you know what way things will work out when they are pressed yeah definitely um because i know how much work you know has went into to making the bouquet um and i kind of know as well i suppose what way even the flowers have grown so i kind of know where to arrange them um and in terms of pressing them then uh, like you mentioned in autumn you'll get a lot of burgundies but I'd imagine yeah. like the leaves and stuff would be a bit damper in the autumn they always although <laughs> with this summer that we've had you wouldn't be too sure you know? <laughs> who knows exactly um, yeah I love pressing the, the autumn leaves like the oranges and the reds they come out so nice and they, they always have a lovely texture you know at the edge of them and they have lovely details in them and how is it to work with things with a texture because most artists would paint like a 2d image we'll say but you'll have sculptures so this is kind of a, an in-between because they do yeah. leap out from the canvas there oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's lovely i love um you know things that look different and even like the, some of the foliage that i have growing at home it's it looks like velvet you know and i really like that that's a new plant that i have um and then the roses, you know, the, the leaves, you can see that they're not pressed fully flat. You know, there is a little bit of, of movement in them, which is nice. And then when you have a customer, say someone who had their wedding and they've had their seven weeks away from their bouquet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's it like when you're, is, is it nerve wracking when you're unveiling the final product to them or are you confident? Um, at the start, 
it was very nerve-wracking, you know, because it's such a special bokeh um, that I used to be quite nervous. But now I'm, I'm kind of over that because looking at all my previous customers, I know that, that you know, they're all going to be happy. Yeah. Well, they're um, coming to you for a reason. <laughs> I suppose, <laughs> yeah. So that's probably my favourite part, you know, like them actually seeing it finished because it always looks so different you know it's never the colors aren't the same and you know they do change slightly so it's lovely and you know they often you know sit down for a while and and stay and maybe have a cup of tea or coffee or whatever and <laughs> it must be nice to have that kind of connection with a customer because most people who make a sale it's just here's your products talk to them yeah, there's no coffee or tea yet, <laughs> oh no i'm like please have a cup of tea <laughs> Um, yeah, I've actually become great friends with some of my customers over the last few months, so it's been nice. But, and what does that mean to you as, as a business person? Like at the end of the day, this is a business, you know, so to have that connection with your customers. Exactly, yeah, it's, it's really special. And in this week's Limerick Post show, the big interview was with Mike from Mother Max and Megan caught up with him to talk about how the lockdown has affected the pub. And this is the Limerick Post Show. As you can see, we're here in Mother Max and I'm joined by Mike. I have to say, I'm probably the envy of a lot of people right now because I'm actually sitting inside in a pub. I know, but there's no drink. Absolutely not. No, there isn't. And that, I suppose, is what we're here to talk about. Um, the pubs did not reopen in phase four on Taoiseach Michal Martin announced that he'll be reviewing this again in a couple of weeks. Can you just talk to us about being a pub owner, how detrimental it is and how it's been the last couple of weeks? Um, I, I, well, I think let's go back to the beginning. I mean, we, we closed our doors on the 15th of, August, or 15th of um, March uh, because there was a, was a concern over the health and, well, health and well-being of the, the people of Limerick and people of Ireland. Uh, if we were asked to do it again, without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt, because, I mean, we are members of the community here as well, you know, and, you know, we live in the community. I mean, we, myself and James, um, who grew up in the community here, I mean, we're in the same parish we grew up. You know, so that the pub is very much in, in our being and in our community. Um, it's been a hard five months. Um, it's been a long five months. And really, I suppose there's, there's probably three factors to it. Number one, the financial factor of it. I mean, we, we haven't re- we've received very little support as a business. Personally, yes, um, the PUP and the TWSS, we have, we've received payments. But the business itself has not received a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very small in what's coming in. And the fact that we have been unable to trade. So, I mean, our license has basically been, I'm going to say revoked, even yeah. though it still exists, but it has been revoked. Um, the second thing is, I mean, the social side of it. I mean, we are very social beings, right? And our staff are very social people as well. So you remove that from it. I mean, and you, you take, you know, come in here on any evening of the week, any day of the week, there's always someone at the counter, there's always a bit of chat and banter going on. And that, that is certainly missed, right? We, we miss it wholeheartedly miss it um, and I know our customers miss it we're, we're doing Zoom calls we're doing Google Meet we're doing all this kind of mad stuff at the moment just to try and keep things keep things going and then I suppose the, the, the third thing is it's not what we have been asked to do i.e. close but it's how that message has been delivered to us yeah. um, I, don't, I don't mind give us a direct answer give us a, ask us a direct question and we, we, we'll stand up and we'll be counted as publicans but you know, don't drag it out and don't talk about us behind closed doors. You know, in in the in the lead up to any of any of the decisions that have been made in the days prior to it, we're we're getting, we're hearing the news, we're hearing on the media, we're we're, we're getting feedback, but no one is talking to us. Um, and it makes it exceptionally difficult for us. Number one, to plan. Yeah. But number two, for our staff, you know, who are sitting at home right now, and I mean, some of them are, 
you know, they're, they're quite happy to, to, to receive that payment, but they're mad to come back to work, you know. And it's it's really, really difficult for them because they don't know what's happening. Yeah. And they're building themselves up to come back and then they're being let down again. And it's like a, it's like an emotional roller coaster. It's, it's, it's really, really difficult. And then as well, I suppose, another thing is half the pubs in Ireland are open at the mo- moment because they're serving some form of food costing nine euro at least. Um, so that must be tough as well to see other people trading like that and then knowing that you've got such great space here, but just because there's no food, you can't open your doors. Um, you know what, we, we've, we've always had a philosophy here, we focus on ourselves and not anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, I mean, if, if people can open the door and they can do what they're doing, let them off. I, I, have, I have absolutely no, no problem with that. I wish them the best. We just can't do it here ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're not the only pub. I mean, there's, there's quite a number of pubs up and down the country. I mean, there's, there's 3,500 to 4,000 pubs involved that can't actually open because we're not food houses. We're not yeah. certified by the HSC. We don't have... I suppose it's, it's not our thing. Mm. It's not what we do. Um, we're not good at it. Um, and, and I suppose we never really want to do something we're not good at. Yeah. You know, we, we're good at serving beer. We're good at running a public house. We're good at, at all the entertainment that goes with it, right? And all the characters. You know, dishing up a pizza for nine euros or, or, or a substantial meal, that's really, really not our thing. So that's it for this week's Limerick Post News Roundup. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt. For more news, sports, arts, entertainment, and much, much more, you can visit limerickpost.ie. And follow the hashtag Keeping Limerick posted across all social media channels for all your Limerick news. We really are Keeping Limerick posted.